to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you are all doing very, very well on this exciting uh, transfer-filled day for Roma. Obviously, we have uh, Costas Manolas leaving Roma for Napoli and Amadou Diawara joining the Gelarossi, which depending on your outlook of the operation, could be a good or bad thing. Uh, so not going to waste time. I'm going to bring Andy on right now. This was a very brief reaction uh, episode, so it, it's it's going to end up being roughly half of an hour, if that. Uh, so let me bring Andy on now as he and I discuss uh, Manolas to Napoli, Diawara to Roma, potentially potentially Stefano Sharawi leaving Roma for China and then we also discussed the possibility of Steven Inzonzi as well leaving the club this summer so here's Andy now all right Andy and I are back and this is just going to be a very short reaction discussion on the biggest news of the day which is obviously Costas Manolas leaving Roma to join Napoli while Amadou Diawara joins Roma. Andy, your initial feelings on this are what? Um, mainly, believe it or not, positive. Uh, positive. I'll, I'll, I'll miss uh, Manolas. I hate, I hate seeing him go to a, a rival club, especially a club that has managed to build upon uh, something that we haven't managed to 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 do. They they seem to be uh, way ahead of us, and um, so seeing them take a player of Manolas caliber uh, is painful. But overall, I'm satisfied because I knew it uh, it was in the air. I'm satisfied because it included a player I like uh, in the deal, and I'm also satisfied because, as I told you, I believe. There are options out there. Uh, Roma just need to do their job and and find those options and get them. So there's, I guess there's a couple of different ways you can look at this. You can look at this the half full, which is the Roma just got a very good midfielder, in my opinion. We can talk about Diawara in a minute. Or you can look at this as the glass half empty. Roma just lost their best defender, uh, an important piece for these last few seasons, even though he was off his pace this past season, um, he was still, uh, I guess you could argue, the best defender at the club. So you just said you're looking at this from a positive point of view. I mean, where in your mind should Roma turn now? Because obviously they're going to need a new defender, perhaps even two. Which way do you think they go now? Well, d- listen, the names that have come out, uh, aside from Saliba, uh, the young names uh, like the Copenhagen defender Vavro or uh, Verissimo, who's been on Petrarchi's uh, radar for a while, those names don't, don't satisfy me. If, um, if, you, if you bring those names in uh, to replace Manolas, then I won't be satisfied. Um, I I uh, I want I would be more than satisfied if he brought in a guy like Saliba who is contested by by all other by all big clubs Arsenal and are in the running. Um, but I also would be uh, somebody on on Twitter which I who I follow uh, suggested that 
you know, taking an experienced guy like Acerbi, I mean, we've seen what Acerbi brought to the table to Sassuolo for many years and who brought to the, what he brought to the table to Lazio. Uh, he was undoubted, in my opinion, he was much better than Manolas, uh, in the past couple of seasons, and this dude has been so a guy of that profile. I'm not saying a Cherby, but if you can't go for for an for a, a talented youngster who's just as uh, talented or has a much higher ceiling than Manlas, and and probably costs around 25 or 30 mil, like uh, Saliba or Anderson. Um, then an option, a cheap option like like a profile like a Cherby should be on Roma's radar. And you know, looking at their budget, it's it's one or the other. Um, they 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 can't really go for anything else. They either have to take a chance on uh, on a youngster, or they're they're just going to go for for an experienced veteran. I agree. I mean, the name that I would want, and I think the name that is most appealing is Anderson of, of Sampdoria. I mean, he had a sensational campaign. He was really, really good. Uh, given that he has interest from the Premier League as well, it's always difficult for Roma to complete, compete with those English sides from a financial point of view. So it, it's it, it's tough. It's difficult to see where they go now because, as I said, they're, they're definitely going to bring somebody in, uh, maybe even two who knows three i mean if if we see juan jesus if we see uh marcano leave as well that's three defenders that leaves you with just uh really only fazio i mean who knows who they could possibly bring in but it's very clear they're going to have to bring in two names so incoming at aroma is diwara who anybody who's followed me on twitter for a long time knows i i hate trying to sound like i'm 22 again but i am i think the word is stan of Diawara. Right. I am, I am a Diawara stan. Um, back in 2016, I think I've spoken about this before, but back in 2016, Roma had the opportunity to sell uh, Leandro Perez to Milan uh, and then take Diawara from Bologna, but they didn't do that. They chose to keep Perez, and then uh, Diawara obviously went to Napoli. And I, at the time, I was borderline outraged about that because... Everybody knows my feelings on Paredes. I, I think he's a limited player. I think he's more of a futsal player than an actual footballer. Um, <laughs> and given given how he's done at PSG, um, it, it kind of looks like maybe they feel the same way. So I have been a huge, huge fan of Diawara for a very long time. I'm, I'm a huge fan. And I do think he actually fits something that they need. I mean, Andy, is there any doubting that Roma have – not a single midfielder in the team that can do what he does? Well, yeah, I mean, in in my opinion, he's probably uh, arguably the most technically skilled. Uh, it, he would be the most technically skilled player we have in the midfield. Um, because, uh, you know, aside from Pellegrini, uh I you know Zaniolo is still very raw uh, and and uh, definitely has the potential, but his his play is completely different. He doesn't rely on 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 technical abilities. He relies on his strength, on his on his stamina, uh, uh, on his uh, just being aggressive, on his attitude mostly. Um, Diawara is if anybody watched Bologna uh, with him. 
basically ran the midfield and and he was just so good there um but it was all mostly because of how technically skilled he was um how he could control the pace the tempo of it and then people will say well then why didn't he do what he did at bologna when he at, during his time at napoli well because uh, he found uh, a guy called Jorginho, who basically was the starter for all of the season and became the key player for Maurizio Sarri. And then he found another guy whose name is Fabian Ruiz, who became the key player for Ancelotti. And when when you find yourself, uh, you know, behind those type of players that will play no matter what it's difficult to build some sort of confidence uh you know it just find find the right footing uh and deliver uh because you don't know when you're going to play and when you are playing you're being uh compared to the starter that you're substituting for so um, I think he's he's just as talented and just as good as he was coming from Bologna. Obviously, there are things to work on, but he's very young. And I encourage everyone to just seek out a, a couple of Bologna games um, and watch them in, in their entirety because he was just really a key piece for that squad. So you mentioned that he hasn't really had a big role at Napoli since, I mean, Really, for the last couple of seasons, you mentioned Ancelotti, and then you mentioned Jorginho being in front of him uh, the season before that. But I, I would encourage everybody. Now, I know the the first thing a lot of us do when uh, when we find out about a player or a Roma are linked to a player we don't know about, I, I feel like we are all so quick to rush onto YouTube. And listen, um, my Nona is 96 years old. She could look good in a YouTube compilation. So. I, thought, I, I said that. Yeah, you're stealing my jokes. I said my, my dead grandma could look good on a YouTube compilation. Yeah, so I, I want us to take this all with a grain of salt. But if anybody remembers in the 2016-2017 season when Napoli faced Madrid in the Champions League, Diawara put on this performance that was borderline just uh, sensational it was out of this world it was incredible i'm certain you can find highlights of it on youtube so just go to it i i i really i i know people are going to be upset about manolas leaving i understand that especially what he did against barcelona that goal memorable it's a lot of people are going to be very heartbroken about him leaving and trust me even to an extent i i am um despite how poorly he performed this past season I, f I liked him as a guy. Uh, he was always, I mean, I only interacted with him a couple of times, but he was nice. Um, the passion he showed, I, I, I will miss him. There's no doubting that. And as you mentioned at the top of this, seeing him at Napoli is going to hurt just that little extra. But I, I, it's hard for me knowing that Diawara is coming in return to be very upset about it because he is a guy I absolutely adore as a footballer. You mentioned his technical abilities. I mean, look at Roma's midfield. Uh, technical is not a single adjective you would use to describe any of these guys. And it hasn't been in a long time. I mean, since uh, Seydou Keita left, the, the, the midfield hasn't seen any sort of skill uh, or craft in there. Uh, since Keita left, since Keita and Pjanic. So that's been, what, three years? It's been a very long time now. Uh, Diawara, his, uh, I've been in contact with 
some guys in, in his entourage, uh, his agent Piriano and his his lawyer Pigolillo. Tomorrow they will meet with Roma. I don't think it will be a problem. And in case you had any doubts about what Roma are trying to accomplish this summer, I mean, it's very clear lowering that wage bill is priority number one. I mean, Diawada, he earns about 700,000 euros um, net per season. I, I have to assume he'll get a pretty handsome adjustment, maybe doubled, so he'll earn 1.4 million euros whereas Manolas I mean it's what, what did Sky Sports say Andy I believe it was four or four and a half million euros yeah yeah it, it, the people are yeah it's been it's been reported that it, it should be about four four point five so that's um that would be uh, basically our highest one of the highest earners in, in the team had he stayed if that's the figures that he wants yeah I mean that if, at four and a half that would have put him above Jekyll who's at four so yeah, in case you had any doubts, I mean, Roma are making it abundantly clear they are trying to lower the wage bill, and that is no more evident, or that that's, I mean, you can get a very clear picture on that. I mean, we haven't even brought it up because, obviously, the biggest topic or the hottest topic right now is this Manolas Diawara business, but what do you think? El Shadawi, he is a guy that you and I were very outspoken about. You and I both said this season that if he was the leading scorer of Roma, it's a problem. Now, listen, you and I both said he was very, very strong. Had it not been for him, I mean, do we even want to start guessing as to where Roma would have finished in the table? I mean, it would have been 10th. Uh, probably probably below Parma. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> sure. I, I mean, uh, really, he was the only redeeming player in attack this season, other than maybe Zaniolo, who really showed anything. And it looks like he is on the verge of moving to China for wages that Roma will never touch in their lifetime, I think. Uh, wages around 15 million euros net. I mean, just to give you an idea, Edin Dzeko is the highest earner, and he is at 4 million net euros per season. So, Andy, the prospect of losing El Shadawi on top of Manolas, likely on top of Dzeko. How are you feeling about this? Are, is losing him? See, because I see very two, um, very two distinct uh, sides on this. I see people who are very heartbroken. And then I see other people saying, "Listen, uh, this is a guy who probably reached his peak, his apex as a player. He has never shown consistency throughout his career." Um, what, what, which side do you land on that, or is this more of a little bit of both, perhaps? It it is for me a little bit of both because I I would have been curious to see El Sharawi maintaining the same focus he maintained throughout this whole season um, from the get go. Apart from the first maybe couple of or, or three or three or four matches where I remember I was cursing him uh, as I watched him play against and, and lose in, in the terrible fashions in the opening of the season. Um, but as the season progressed, he just looked like a completely different player. And I wish uh, I could see that player again, because that's, that's, that wasn't El Sharawi, uh, in his whole career. I mean, we, we, we know El Sharawi because, uh, for for him being talented, but just not 
not on that level to to sort of be a big time player because too many times he's he's gone through spells where either he couldn't score he couldn't contribute he or he would make the wrong choice um and i mean if we remember under spalletti uh, he made perotti look good he made perotti look really really good because he was just a very big non-factor most of the times he was fielded um and so that part of me was like, okay, well, damn, I, I, I would have been happy uh, had he stayed to prove that he indeed can become that player. But the risk is too big for me because uh, renewing El Shirawi would probably mean renewing him around, what, 3.54 million after a season like this? The, the, undoubtedly, that would have been, the, the, those would be the figures. And for a, like, a guy like El Sharawi and for a club like Roma, that's too big of a gamble because you're just not guaranteed to, to, to see that guy anymore perform like that. And, um, and, and so I'm all for reducing costs. I'm very happy that finally this issue is being addressed because we talked about it when, when uh, the issue of Zaniolo came up uh, demanding $3 million. We said he's in his full right because there are just too many guys making – way too much money and and they're contributing less so i'm i'm fine i'm glad they're finally addressing this as an issue um and listen if there is one player that would i would have bet my money on that he someday he would be playing in china uh, that would be el shirawi he's that type of player go there make a lot of money come back in two or three years and uh, and get another shot on another team but you're settled for life with that and and so I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, that's fine. We, we can survive this. Sure. I, I mean, uh, it, it's difficult to me, for me to get too upset. Again, he has never really shown the consistency at all throughout his career. So I'm not going to be very upset about him leaving. But when you couple it with the departures of potentially Jekyll and Manolas, uh, for some it might be a difficult pill to swallow. So I guess I can understand. Now, on top of El Shadawi, on top of Manolas, on top of Gieco. We also have the potential, the potential departure of Inzonzi. I mean, for me, we did, we discussed this in the last one, um, but I mean, once Fonseca arrived officially, I mean, I think everybody assumed Inzonzi would be on his way out when you couple with the fact he's one of the, the, the highest earners at the club. For me, the writing was already on the wall. Um, the only thing that, the only new information really I learned today about Nzonzi is that he and his sister look exactly alike. And if she shaved her head, she, she, could, she could probably go on the pitch and take his place because the resemblance is alarming. Yeah, true. That's uh, that. That was a valuable lesson for today. No, but I, I think you're right. I mean, uh, that that also goes back to El Shrawi. Remember what we said once Fonseca was was the man and uh, he signed the contract. We asked ourselves, okay, all of the wingers, who fits and who doesn't fit Fonseca, and we said outright that those who don't know how to cut centrally, they're out. Because that's what Fonseca's wingers do. They, they, they drop centrally. They, they move around centrally. That's not something that El Sharawi does at all. El, El Sharawi, that, that's, that's the different thing that he doesn't do like Perotti does, um, which doesn't make him any less of a player. But 
that that if that is one flaw that I would attribute to Ashawi, it, it's that he he sticks to what he knows, and that that is to stay on the wing, just stay there, and. Uh, rarely drop in, so that already made him uh, a likely target for for the market. And, and Zonzi, I'm just disappointed in perhaps the professional because we've heard that they haven't, he hasn't shown up for for his medical, and um, that's quite just disappointing to see. Uh, we've known that he has had trouble off the pitch, but it just it's just. Uh, for me, it's sad to see a, a player of that caliber because I really rate him uh, not buy into this this whole thing and um, and just walk away after one year like any other uh, less lesser player. Um, so, I mean, that's that's the only issue I have with it. Other than that, you know, it's he's. I think it's going to be easy to replace him because he's, he just wasn't that central figure uh, to us this year in that in this sort of project. And also uh, Di Marzio from Sky Sport yesterday, he said that aside from the arrival of Diawara and uh, the possibility of Vertu, Roma will most likely consider buying another two, three midfielders. So that, that's a lot and, and it will be interesting to see you know that they consider the midfield a, a, an issue. They've 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 located, identified the issue of this team, the core issue, as the midfield. And if you go back to this season, I mean, the defense and the midfield had a lot of trouble. The midfield wouldn't filter enough. We, we would get pounded by by uh, teams like Atalanta because there was just this disconnect. And I think. Addressing the defense, addressing the midfield is is a great way to go. Yeah, I mean, there was no doubting that the midfield was one of the sore spots of Roma last season. So I guess there was an overhaul of the midfield last summer. Um, but I guess the need for another overhaul this summer just shows how wrong they got last summer. So that's there's a bit of regret in that regard. So lastly here, before we sign off, what are you making of this rumor Zaniolo, uh, Luca Pellegrini to potentially Juve. We've seen names like Higuain, uh, Perin linked to uh, Roma. I, I don't know how that makes any sense. Uh, Higuain earns double what, what Jekyll earns, so I don't know how Roma would make that work. Um, but are you worried in that regard, or do you think this is, uh, as we call it, the Jellapale? <laughs> No, well, I, I think I think in these rumors that get around so quickly and make this big of a noise, there is always a grain of truth to them. And I think the grain of truth is that Juve like Zaniolo and Luca Pellegrini, and Juve are 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 on them. They're they're looking out for them. Uh, and the other truth is that look, Juve are looking to offload players like Mandzukic, players like Spinazzola, players like Perin. And and uh, another truth is that Roma need a goalkeeper, need a fullback. Um, will need to replace experienced guys with more experienced guys. So, you know, this Mandzukic name in Rome has been going around a lot. They've linked him to Lazio. Now they're some of the journalists have linked him to Roma. 
if I like it, no, I hate it. I don't. I don't like Perin. Perin makes two point five million uh, euros as a backup goalkeeper. That's not something that Roma can afford. Uh, and it's you know, as you said, Higuain uh, makes so much money that we, he would have to cut his salary. I don't know three quarters of it to sort of let us uh, afford him. Um, so I'm right now. I'm not worried. I'm just I I know there is something to it because Juve are always there, right? And and selling talents to Juve, dealing with Juve at all is a bad thing. And rumors will always be warring, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. Um, but especially with Buffon returning to Juve, I think the links with Perin are are were absolutely undoubtedly going to come. But just from a Pettine standpoint, wages aside, I mean, I see a goalkeeper you would like. I mean, for me, with him, it begins and it ends with the injuries. I mean, this guy has no knees. No, no. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, uh, listen, if we had this discussion maybe two, three years ago, maybe it would have been different when uh, when he was, you know, on the radar of big teams and uh, was sort of hailed as this uh, up-and-coming uh, talent. Uh, well, up-and-coming. He's still, he's not <laughs> young anymore, but still. Um, but, but, but since then, I mean, he's, at Juve, when he played last season, did more of damage than anything else. And considering the squad that Juve had last year, that's that's not an easy thing to do. So definitely that's not someone I look for. Um, from all the names that have been listed in that multiplayer deal, I just like Spinazzola. I like Spinazzola. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a player that I think... Is is probably would be probably the best fullback in this in this team. So there's that. We'll leave it there, everybody. This is just a very quick uh, reaction episode. So thank you so much for joining us. As always, we will be back once there is more news. Uh, so until next time, ciao.